We'll talk to Doug Carr. She is standing by down in Houston. Get his thoughts on tonight's national championship football game. Douglas, thanks for the time again. Oh, it's great to be with you. Uh, what did you take from the weekend? Uh, something unique that maybe you didn't see prior to the Rose Bowl, or is this just business as usual? Uh, from the team, it's business as usual. They've, they've said one-track mind, and everybody talks about all I focus on is the day. And, all, you know, you hear all the cliches, but I've seen this team go out and execute it better than any previous Michigan team that I've ever covered. And the celebration on the field after the Rose Bowl was 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 you know pretty extensive. They got very fired up, but it was right back to work. They got back on the buses and went straight to LAX and flew all night back to Ann Arbor, got back at 6 a.m., rested up all day, and it was right back to work. I mean, they, they are so focused on, on completing the task. I mean, you think about all the guys that came back, had a chance to leave, the Trevor Keegans and the Mike Barretts and uh, Zach Zinder, Blake Corum. And when they, when they made their announcements that they wanted to come back, they cited this day and this moment. You don't know how many times in the locker room I heard them talk about January 8th, January 8th, and here we are. And they, you know, I asked Jim Harbaugh in the pregame about, you know, being the leader of a team that sets a goal this specific and then is on the brink of achieving it. And he said it's awfully gratifying. So uh, away from the hype, away from how big this game is, I don't think there's any hyperbole needed. Uh, where is Michigan stronger than Washington before we get the kickoff? Well, it's interesting, right? Because Washington's strength is their offense, and this is easily the best offense Michigan will have played this year, but it's also easily the best defense that Washington has played. The defense for Washington, if Michigan has a high octane, you know, some days you're firing all cylinders and some days you're not. If Michigan's offense is playing at a level it's capable of, if they go out and they have one of those days where – the run game is on, JJ's on, the pass game's on. I don't know. I think that's the formula, right? And, I mean, it's the easiest and probably most simplistic of uh, analysis. If you play well, you win. But it was kind of true in, in the Rose Bowl, and they didn't play a well offensively, but they played so or Well, they played well enough offensively. I, I need to correct that. And when they needed to, they played well. Defensively, they were off the charts. The two stats that stand out to me is that Alabama threw for fewer yards against Michigan's defense than Iowa did. Wow. And, and Alabama's yards after catch, ESPN reported that their yards after catch in the Rose Bowl was zero. They didn't accumulate a yard after catch. And those, those things are pretty impressive. And if they come out and play that way defensively, it'll be intriguing to see if they can really make life difficult on Penix and that trio of great receivers. So, you know, it's, it's the Michigan defense gets the majority of the hype for Michigan. Washington's offense gets the majority of the hype. But both the Washington defense and the Michigan offense are capable of being great. They cannot have special teams blunders. I don't know if you can overcome that two weeks in a row. And the Michigan special teams have been great all year, huge. They've been great. They've been a strength. They've won that battle week in and week out. They picked a bad day to have a bad day. But the team collectively did enough to get here. And now... You know, the stage can't be too big. Just go out and play your game. Hey, you keep using the word the team. And I know it's a team, the team, the team. We've heard that. And some will say that's just coach speak. But this is a very unique group of football players and coaches on and off the field. 
and considering what they've been through, their bond is even stronger than before. You know, I've talked about it a lot, but the fact that that Donovan Edwards keeps getting asked the same questions about not having the same statistical season, and Donovan's, Donovan's great quote is, and I'm sure you use this all the time, I ain't tripping. <laughs> and he's very happy that he, at one point he called out a member of the media and said, what do you mean I'm not having a great season? We're undefeated. And so, you know, that speaks to it. J.J. McCarthy, after really only throwing the one pass that got nullified by a P.I. at Penn State, said we did whatever we needed to do to, to win the game. Uh, Cornelius Johnson said the same thing, a wide receiver who didn't get a pass thrown to him in the second half. We did what we needed to do to win the game. So they're not – there's not a lot of me guys on the team, and Jim Harbaugh has credited the parents of the players that he has recruited for that. Doug Karsh, a busy man, uh, getting set to call the game with John Jansen, Jason Avon, and the crew on the Michigan football IMG Lear Network. Should be a good one. Washington, Michael Penix, uh, I think the best quarterback in America. How he didn't win the Heisman is still one of the biggest Rob jobs. I've ever seen when it comes to that vote. There, there's no one even close to him. I, Caleb Williams was early on, and then he just fell apart. And uh, Jane Daniels winning this, I went through Jane Daniels' games. He did not win a big game all year long. So I think what's happened is Washington got the national spotlight in a Pac-12 title game when they were the underdog against Oregon, and it didn't change who Michael Penix was, but – it was a reminder, and I think the country then, and the public perception of Penix changed after that Pac-12 title game, and then it changed even more after the performance against Texas. And I'm sure the NFL guys saw it all along. And in between, weird thing about Washington is, as dominant as they are, they've actually sent a record for the most consecutive wins by 10 points or less. They're on a streak of 10 or longer. So in this stretch, they've played some games that were probably closer than they should have been. And that probably falls more on the defense and the offense. They survived that weather when, you know, knowing the arc floated past the stadium in Corvallis there against Oregon State. But the bottom line here is they found a way week in and week out. And Penix is spectacular, man. He can throw the ball off his back foot and put it through a keyhole from 35 yards away. And, you know, Michigan hasn't seen a quarterback like this. So that's the huge challenge ahead. And the one thing I did notice that, and a lot of this happens towards the end of games, fourth quarter. They have a great starting 22, but they don't have a lot of rotation depth, so that's something to watch tonight on the Washington side. Michigan looking for another national championship. Doug Garsh will be leading the call on the Michigan Football Radio Network. My man, thank you so much. Yeah, your last point is a very valid one, and Jesse Minter, Michigan's defense coordinator, has spoken to that, that you just you, you can rotate so much that guys are playing fewer snaps and they're fresher at the end of games and fresher at the end of the season. So uh, you're exactly right about that. Hey, thanks, Huge.